Greetings one and all, and you're listening to Live A Better Story Podcast. I'm your host, Eleanor, better known as Els. Before I go any further, I want to give a big shout out to those of you who joined me for the first episode. And for those of you who shared it on your social media and with your friends and family colleagues, I so appreciate it. Also, a big thank you to those of you who took the time to congratulate me and encourage me on getting started. It means the world. If this is your first time, I want you to feel especially welcome and I hope that you stick around. Your presence here is truly valued. Lastly, to those who shared their stories with me about the actions they took after listening to the podcast last week, absolutely made my day. It's so good to hear good feedback and the impact that it's having already on your lives. Just to let you know, there are different platforms you can listen to this podcast on. One, Spotify. Two, Radio Public. Three, Pocket Casts. Four, Google Podcast. Five, Breaker. Six, Anchor. Please continue to share and tune in every Tuesday at 6pm where I aim to have a new episode for you each week. So by now you've probably seen the title, Whose Box Is It Anyway? So how about we get into that? boxes. They're a great invention, I think, don't you? I've moved about a lot nationally and internationally, and a good sturdy box has effectively transported my stuff safely and securely worldwide. Those boxes are purposeful and useful, and I'm grateful they exist. Now, before you think I'm going to do a podcast on postage and packaging and which boxes to use, breathe easy. That's not where we're going today. The kind of boxes I'm talking about are the ones we place others in, the ones we are placed in by others, the ones we create for ourselves, as well as the ones that society create for us too. I think I've accepted that the box thing is one of those unavoidable realities that no matter what you do, it's going to happen because that's just how it is. Let's take an example of a typical introduction. It usually includes your name, your age, where you live and what you do for a job. And with that limited info, a box is created, an opinion, an impression is given or formed. And you can usually tell whether you've gone up or down in someone's estimation, right? We've all been there and we've all done it. The things we're usually judged for initially are the furthest from who we really are. Take Our parents, for example, yes, many of us look really good, but that doesn't mean that we really are. We get judged about what we drive. Yeah, people's estimation of you can go up or down based upon what your wheels are saying, how you speak. You can be judged, you can be placed in a box. Oh, she's ghetto. Oh, she's posh. Oh, she's whatever. What you do for a job. It really can make the difference between (laughs) someone's opinion of you when they find out what you do for a role. Many times we're judged, we're boxed by just letting people know that. But whose box is it anyway? One of my least favourite things to do is ticking those boxes on forms. Oh my. 
I get the supposed purpose behind them. I understand, you know, it's about equal opportunities and then monitoring it and equality, etc. But man, have you ever thought what the actual heck is black other, please? Oh. Once the form is completed, someone can place me in a particular category to form a general idea with me. But really, it tells them nothing of my uniqueness. Nothing of the real me. Just those boxes created for me. But whose box is it anyway? When our boxes get labels, it can be a sticky one. Literally, pardon the pun. Because what you mean by describing yourself as a particular thing is interpreted by the listener with the meaning they give it. And that could be very different to what you mean. Pre-COVID-19, when I actually stood in a classroom with my learners and not sit behind my laptop and Microsoft Teams and Zoom all day, one of the tasks I'd ask them to complete was this. I'd ask them to grab a pen and on the flip chart paper that I had placed around the room carousel style with descriptions of different members of society, I'd ask them to write, without overthinking, the first thing that comes to their mind when they see the description. You can do it now if you want. I mean, obviously there's no flip chart paper for you, but you could always just write it down. So, if I say, single mother, what's the first thing you think? Or asylum seeker? Or white man van? White van man, even? (laughs) You get the gist. So, what comes to your mind? So they do this and boy, let me tell you, it would be such an interesting lesson. The conversation that would follow after that exercise would be very, very insightful indeed. It's both scary and funny when we got into the, where did you learn that? Or why would you think that? Or how did you conclude that? In one group, some learners described a single mother as loose, no morals can't keep her man whereas others said strong deserves a medal hard working queen the difference is huh it's like when people announce that they're a vegan no I'm not picking on vegans it could just mean that I choose to eat a plant-based diet because it makes me feel good and healthy or it could mean I'm judgmental of those who eat meat and feel the need to remind them of that all the time. Now, I know, I know, I know those are not the only two examples that, you know, could be the reason why. I understand that, but I trust that you get the point. We can be boxed in by our political views or lack of. It's widely frowned upon to get into with others our political views because of the fierce debates and fallings out that ensue. We're encouraged somewhat to keep our political views to ourselves. There are big differences on economic and social values between MPs and voters, according to research. Many people think there's one law for the rich and another for the poor. More boxes. Many have no faith in any party and choose not to vote at all. I get that. And many feel a way about that decision because so much was fought for so that black people could vote and so that females could vote. And so not using it seems like 
their sacrifices has gone to waste and I get that too. When I consider my working life, I've done such a variety of roles. I've worked in retail, I've worked in customer service, I've worked in admin, I spent many years working in admin, I've worked in training and I've worked in assessing. And I can tell you, not all of the roles were ones that I enjoyed. Not all of them paid me loads of money. Not all of them worked out. I did learn some valuable lessons and I developed skills. And I met some amazing people, as well as, let's just say, some less than amazing people. But regardless of whatever role I did, it didn't define me. Because I am not my job. I also got thinking about how we try to box God, divine, the universe, infinite intelligence, all that is the most high, spirit, whatever you refer to him or her as. Our understanding of God is largely shaped by how God is presented to us. And when I was little in Sunday school, the various stories I heard, including Noah's Ark, etc., resulted in me being quite scared of God because of the many stories I heard. They themed judgment quite a lot. And those who didn't obey him were banished or cursed or killed. And then there were the stories of provision and love. And I used to enjoy hearing the stories about the miracles of the two fish and the five loaves. and Or maybe it was the other way around. The one about the widow's oil that never ran out. And she gave. I loved those stories. But I did used to feel quite confused about how I was loved so deeply, but could also be punished so harshly. I was discouraged from asking those questions and told, well, God's ways are higher than mine. But that's for another podcast. When I stopped going to church, leading worship, and no longer identified as a Christian, there was a need, especially for my Christian friends, to find a new box for me. So what do you believe now, Els? Are you an atheist now? By some, I was placed in the backsliders box. Or the losing my faith one. For others, it was being deceived box. And for others, it was on my way to hell box. And I get it, as I too once held those views. I was very much a part of the eternal burn culture. I'm not going to lie, I did find that line of questioning quite annoying, even though I understood the why. In the earlier days, I struggled with my response because I didn't think me saying, I'm just L's, was enough. I didn't think that cut it. I felt the pressure to try and justify or to find myself a box to make it sound better, if you know what I mean. But I struggled to find a suitable response that I felt was justified or that people seemed to accept. But as time has gone on, one, I'm asked it less. But when I am asked, my answer remains the same. I'm else. I just believe in all things love. I'm not in a box. 
but you can place me in whichever one that suits you. It's okay. <laughs> Leaving a religion really doesn't mean that you've lost your connection with divine. Far, far from it. God is not limited to any religion. Mahatma Gandhi says, God has no religion. And you know what? I actually agree with him. Yet yeah, many religious people believe that their beliefs are the truths. And most, if not all of their life choices, are shaped by that ideology instead of making decisions for themselves. If I asked you to put air in a box, could you? I see trying to put God in a box, trying to confine him to any particular religion as exactly the same thing. Impossible. It can't be done. Walking away from the church environment and subsequently Christian beliefs, I have discovered that divine and my connection to the Most High was not and is not limited to a Christian experience. Now, before you think I'm having a go or indirect dig at Christians, I'm really not. The reason I'm using Christianity as an example is because that was my upbringing and way of life for a lot of my life. Regardless of what your religion or spiritual practices are, none of them have ownership of God. Divine is divine and does not fit into your chosen path or box, nor should divine be limited to your beliefs or the box you've created for the Most High. In addition to that, Boxes that are created for us by following what you can and can't eat, wear, listen to, places to go or not go or what you can do or not do. Please make sure that you are guided by divine, by your truth and not an idea or rule passed down as God's will. I shared a quote recently on my social media and you can follow me just so that you know on at live a better story underscore or one word on instagram and it said this it's absolutely fine to change your mind don't be held captive to an idea that no longer serves you you don't have to be boxed into anything you don't have to create boxes for others because we are not our race we are not our jobs we are not our cars We are not our marital status. We are not our religions or our ages. We are so much more. Maybe it's time to change how we box people. How about if we asked ourselves why we create them so easily? Or how about asking more questions so our understanding grows past our normal influences? Wouldn't that be refreshing? So... Where are you with boxes? Have you been placing people in them with your judgments, your meanings? Can you identify where where you've been boxed in by others' expectations and opinions? Which ones have you created for yourself? What limits have you placed on yourself? Which limits have you removed to empower yourself? Because you do know, right? Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. 
if you've identified a box or two or three or four or five that requires emptying and disposing of I'd encourage you to do that even if it's one step start somewhere for some of you you know exactly what you need to do and immediate action is required and I would encourage you to get it done you got this for others you may need to sit with some things for a while longer but wherever you're at my encouragement to you is to be kind to yourself keep asking yourself whose box is it anyway now before I sign off I'd like to share two more affirmations with you I would encourage you to write them down maybe in your journal on a post-it note place them on your bathroom mirror or your fridge or your laptop anywhere you'll see them regularly and say them with conviction from your chest the first one is this you can clear your throat I am letting go of who I think I'm supposed to be to make room for who I am becoming. I'll repeat. I am letting go of who I think I'm supposed to be to make room for who I am becoming. And the second one is, I am brave. Again, I am brave. Thank you so much for listening and I hope that you'll tune in again next week to hear my next episode. Until then, keep living a better story. Peace.